welcome to another episode of Headlight in the Fog. We're your hosts, Akshay Thomas and Laura Kapleen. Joining us today are Drs. Edmund Choi. Uh, Dr. Choi is an assistant professor of ophthalmology at UCLA Stein Institute at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA. Also joining us is Dr. Arthi Venkat. Um, she's an assistant professor of ophthalmology at Georgetown University School of Medicine and a practicing medical retina and UVA specialist at the Retina Group of Washington. Um, Edmund and Arthi, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Happy to be Thank here. Thank you for having us. In this episode today, we'll be discussing a brand new organization called the Young UVA Specialists. Evan and Arthi are here to tell us a little bit about that organization. So Arthi, go ahead and give us a little introduction to what YUS or Young Uveitis Specialist is all about. Yeah, absolutely. So YUS or Young Uveitis Specialist started out as a group chat actually comprised of Uveitis Fellowship graduates from the past two to three years. The purpose of the chat was originally to network, share interesting cases, and generally commiserate on trials and tribulations of early years of practice. But a smaller group of us within this chat group thought that perhaps we could expand on these offerings and turn it into a full-fledged organization that would cater to the interests of early career specialists. So a group of the seven of us who comprise the board of YUS, and that consists of myself, Edmund, Eric Crowell at UT Austin with Dell School of Medicine, Sapna Gangaputra at Vanderbilt, Jessica Shanta at Emory, Kareem Musa, who's currently at Kaiser, but is going to be moving soon to UC Davis, and Ian Thompson, who's just finishing up fellowship and moving to private practice in Texas, decided to create this specific professional interest group right around a year ago. So uh, we approached the American Uveitis Society to ask if we could become an offshoot of their organization. The idea was very well received, and we were officially welcomed as a subgroup of AUS in December of 2020. And we held a town hall in March of this year uh, to sort of announce ourselves to the group of people that we wanted to represent. And the enthusiasm for this endeavor has really just been overwhelming. So the overall goal of YUS is to create something like what the retina community has done, a network to foster the discussion of early practice questions, research, collaboration opportunities, teaching opportunities for trainees that are interested in uveitis, outreach and education for patients, and so many more things as our membership continues to come up with amazing ideas for our future directions. Our membership criteria is similar to that of AUS. We welcome people who practice at least 30% uveitis, who plan to be or already are AUS members. And uh, we start as early as fellowship up to about 10 years out. Wonderful. Tell us about some of the committees that YUS has. Yeah, so we have about five committees, and Arthi and I will go over a couple of them. I'll talk about the communications committee, the research committee, and also the career advancement committee. But I think Arthi's going to go ahead and just speak about the membership committee first. Sure, sure. So the membership committee, which is chaired by myself and Ian Thompson, is basically in charge of membership. But I think one of the best things about YUS is that so many people have come forward with some great ideas for some of our committee directions that we didn't previously think of. And this is a really good example. So several new members have expressed interest in international outreach to UVI to specialists abroad to expand our scope of membership. So I think it would be great to do collaborative case discussions and panels with our international colleagues. And this is something that we're going to be working on going forward. And the education committee is very busy forming some exciting upcoming plans for regular case discussion conferences, similar to retina case conferences that currently occur with expert panelists. And we also have our fantastic ongoing virtual fellows course, which has been spearheaded by Kareem and Jess Shanta. And we plan to continue that We also have plans for educational outreach to residents across the country. So that summarizes membership and education. I'll let Edmund talk about the other three committees. 
Yeah, the uh, communications committee is, is chaired by me, and you know we have some awesome members, which include both of you as well too. You know, the goal of the communications committee is to use multimedia communication to to basically communicate to ophthalmologists, our, our patients, uh, the general community, and also other medical fields about developments in uveitis, and to kind of uh, increase the visibility of our members, and also to share the accomplishments of the use membership, the YUS membership in general. Some of the current and future developments of the communication committee, of course, include this awesome podcast that we're so fortunate to be on and that you've worked so hard on. Um, but we also uh, are planning to develop a website in conjunction with the AUS. Uh, one of the aspects of communications committee is that we also manage the social media for the YUS as well, too, such as the Instagram and Twitter accounts, which everyone listening can follow at Young Uveitis. We'll share those handles again later on. Going on into the research committee, which is chaired by Jessica Shantha and Safna Gangaputra, the goal of that committee is to foster collaboration and increase support amongst the clinicians and clinician scientists who are ultimately performing you know, either uh, clinical, basic, or translational research. Ultimately, we want to increase uh, YUS membership involvement in multi-center studies, whether that uh, ranges from large case series and other retrospective studies, to increase representation in multi-center clinical trials. Our longer-term goals in that committee are also to increase, again, as I mentioned, opportunities for research, but also increase opportunities for research mentorship and also provide possible grant review as well, too, with some of the more senior members. And lastly is our Career Advancement Committee, which is chaired by Eric Crowell. This committee aims to provide guidance and advice to YUS members at, at various stages of the career so that they can achieve both their academic and their personal goals. You know, such career development ideas that have been in place are our invitation of the YUS members to give talks, to give lectures, and, and increase the research opportunities as well. And also, the, we plan to create a formal mentorship program, which serves as a bridge between membership of the YUS and also the senior members of the AUS as well. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, the five committees that comprise the YUS. Can you two share just a little bit about what sort of inspired the initial drive to form this this community rather than, you know, just telling folks we'll show up, join AUS and, you know, become part of that group rather than, you know, this younger group? I think that's a great, great question. And it's it kind of goes back to the, that group chat that we had. You know, we were just a group of people right out of UVITIS Fellowship or currently in UVITIS Fellowship. And you know, it's very daunting when you have complicated cases. Sometimes you don't have people to readily share with, you know, especially in your first year of practice, you know, a lot of people are sort of the only UVI to specialists in their group, and there's nobody else to talk to. So uh, people were really utilizing this chat platform to great effect, not just for cases, but also just to ask questions like, how do you guys organize your clinics? How do you negotiate a contract? You know, questions that we don't get answered in other settings. And, you know, AUS is a fantastic organization, but this was something that we felt was a little bit of a gap in, in their offerings. And we just thought, you know, why not step up and try to fill this gap? And who better to do that than people who are in it? So I think it's very important to us that the leadership of our young UVI to specialist group continues to renew and fall to those who are in that first one to 10 years of practice. And that is part of what will keep that group 
relevant to people within this time frame as opposed to those that have been in this for a while and maybe they aren't really uh they don't remember what it's like you know to be in that first couple of years where it's very scary to be a young budding uveitis specialist yeah absolutely i think i think you guys hit the nail on the head you know being being kind of fresh out in practice and uveitis with with other people that you can't really lean on or sometimes you just don't have that mentorship you know in your own practice or sometimes in your own university you might just be the only person doing it it's really really nice to have the opportunity to talk with people that are at a similar position or maybe a fewer just a couple years ahead um, that kind of remember where they were when they started um, and that you feel comfortable approaching and and also collaborating with because i i think just looking at the membership of yus there are a lot of people far smarter than I that I'm happy to learn from and happy to collaborate with. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it's an opportunity that you can shine and not someone that might have been doing this for, for 30 years, let's say. Yeah, I, you know, I completely agree with what both of you had said, you know, when, when we're fresh out of fellowship and in our first job, you know, uh, the questions that we have in, in day-to-day practice, management of clinical volume, how do you even get your research program started? You know, obviously, we can talk to some of our senior mentors as well, too. But having, you know, a, a group of us to just discuss the day-to-day things really makes it a lot easier. And, and kind of sharing our experiences as we as we kind of navigate the uh, the process of you know being a junior faculty or being a, a, a junior um, a junior partner as well, too, at a, at a practice. I'll add one other thing. It goes back to something that Akshay was saying about you know not having someone to lean on. I think. The other aspect of this is that the face of uveitis is changing. I think we're seeing more and more people practicing uveitis in private practice settings. And that's a good thing because we really need more uveitis specialists everywhere. But the problem is, again, if you're in private practice, it can be very isolating. And I think it's important to have some sort of network. And actually, you said people who are far smarter than you. I find that hard to believe. But... But people who are far smarter than me as well are are involved with YUS. And I'm so excited to have this opportunity to then join forces and collaborate. And, you know, in terms of research and things like that, private groups often have the benefit of larger patient numbers. So, you know, if we can just collaborate and bring our forces together, perhaps we can strengthen research projects and strengthen ourselves as a, as a whole, as a community. I think it's a great point. I think in uveitis, we're we're limited by the heterogeneity of uveitis and the relative rarity of the condition to have enough large volume clinical trials to kind of guide a lot of our practice patterns. But if we were to, you know, gather patients with trusted colleagues, I think you could really put out substantive research probably more meaningful than perhaps retrospective research might be in other subspecialties of ophthalmology. Now, Edmund, I know that initially this all started with a kind of a text chat group, but I I understand that this has subsequently morphed into a different format. For those of us that are maybe more in the, I'll date myself, a geriatric millennial population (laughs) or even a little bit older, can you maybe tell us a little bit more about now what this new format is for people to kind of network when they want a little outreach or a little little thoughts from a colleague? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, one of the aspects that we really pride ourselves on in, in the YUS is our, is our Telegram platform. Basically, it's an instant messaging platform which has, you know, phone apps, uh, desktop and tablet apps. And on it, we have a YUS member-only chat. 
And this provides, you know, UBI specialists with an opportunity to ask questions in a safe and non-judgmental space. And we're able to get really fast uh, feedback on our ideas, management questions, and we can also poll the group, you know, with a click of a button. Uh, it's really, really fast. And of course, everything that we discuss is, is de-identified. You know, oftentimes I check my messages while waiting for, for things to happen in clinic or during a lunch break. And, you know, we can also chat just to uh, keep in touch casually between meetings. But really before using the text group and, and Telegram, you know, the only other ways for us to really keep in touch on a large scale was, was through the listserv emails, through the, the American UBI Society, or just, you know, texting with uh, amongst our, our year, our cohort of UVITIS uh, fellows. And, you know, what's nice about YUS is that we're all, you know, in, in, in our junior aspects of our career, but all in different years, you know, so being able to, to meet people from different cohorts and be able to discuss despite this year's pandemic obviously canceling all the meetings, it's really nice to have this format, this platform to, to keep in touch with our colleagues. This brings me to also our listserv, which is our second kind of formal method for our members to keep in touch and, and also for the, the board to keep in touch with the members as well too. We use this to communicate to our membership, whether it's from an email blast about an upcoming meeting or society updates or, or a newsletter. We can also use this uh, at listserv to query the group for um, you know case presentations on uh, in a longer format than what's uh, capable on a text-based format, or even to query general membership about study participation. So this obviously allows for more traditional email-based communication format. Excellent. So for someone listening that's maybe either an ophthalmology resident or is starting their UVITIS fellowship, what are some ways for them to get involved with YUS? So if you are a rising resident and about to start UVITIS fellowship, you're absolutely welcome to join YUS. And we definitely encourage you to get in touch. As of right now, the best way to get in touch is actually just to email me at arthi.vencat at gmail.com. And we will get you on the listserv, we'll get you on the Telegram chat. And I think it's never too early to start. Um, I think it is always worthwhile to get started as soon as you know you're going to be doing uveitis. And, and I think it's a benefit from day one. Yeah, and I'll also add to that, you know, not only uh, specialists that are practicing UVS, but the retina specialists that are seeing a good amount of UVS uh, patients are, of course, welcome to, to join our society. Um, you know, I think we can all learn from one another. And, and of course, you'll see that in amongst the, the YUS members, a lot of us have completed two fellowships. I think that provides a different aspect to our discussions as well, too. Do people that join YUS need to be AUS members or potential AUS members? We are hoping that YUS will be a conduit for people to be a part of AUS. And part of this is to shift the focus also within AUS to younger people. So we do encourage people to join AUS at some point, or at least have the intention of joining AUS upon joining our group. And again, the purpose of this, I think, is to create continuity. So once you outgrow YUS, you'll never outgrow IUS, we'll always, YUS, we'll always love you. But once you technically outgrow the years that comprise uh, YUS membership, we want YUS members to go on and do great things within AUS. And we want to encourage that early on. And we also want for AUS to become more involved with YUS and help us from a mentorship standpoint, which they're very eager to do. 
And I think if we can create that connection early on, it's all the better for everybody. Where does the YUS Executive Committee see things kind of going here in the next year or two to come, particularly maybe as we're ending, hopefully, pandemic times and and getting back to some in-person meetings? Are there any future plans that that people can look forward to? Yeah, that's a, you know, it's it's a very exciting time as we go back to in-person live meetings, maybe even hybrid meetings. I think, you know, one of the things that YUS really wants to get moving on is having representation of our members and, you know, for lectures, uh, speaking opportunities. I think just increasing the visibility of some of the younger members uh, in general will really bring a lot of new energy to our field and, you know, a lot of valuable opinions of, of those who may not otherwise have had the opportunity to, to speak the, about the research work or present at, you know, international national conferences. So I think that's one of the biggest pushes that we're going to have moving forward into 2022 and beyond with our in-person meetings. And I'll add that we are looking forward to developing continued virtual forums for major discussions and case conferences. We are modeling some of our upcoming case discussion conferences after such kind of notable conferences as Unusi Rounds. We want to create that sort of uh, program um, within uveitis. And so we're really looking forward to developing conferences where we can have expert panelists come and comment on cases that are presented by current uveitis fellows and trainees. And Edmund, could you share with us one more time the Twitter handles for for those of our listeners that might be interested in in following YUS and checking it out maybe in advance to see if they might want to join? You know, our social media platforms, I'm, I'm personally very excited about these and we're trying to grow these as a communications method as well, too. All our handles go by the at young uveitis uh, username. So Twitter, uh, Instagram, and even our LinkedIn, our followers or any listeners can, can go there. Uh, you can direct any questions to us as well, too, or and you know any kind of membership questions as well. Arthi and Edmund, thank you guys so much for joining us. You've been listening to Headlight in the Fog. Check us out at uveitispodcast.com. Take care and we'll see you next thank time. Thank you. Thank you very much.